Hey, welcome to James Crowley's Infinite Playlist, the podcast where I try to hear every song that has ever existed, a podcast on the Lughole Network. I'm your host, James Crowley, trying to get a quick episode in before my lunch break. Uh, if you're listening to this on release day, it's a different release day than normal. Uh, gonna try something a little bit different, see how well this one does. It's the first episode back after a little while away. I, uh, I took a little bit of time off to move, so this is the first episode that I'm recording recording from my new apartment in Queens, New York. I'm so excited. I'm so happy. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a great little apartment. I'm settling in nice. And I am excited to get back into the podcast. I still have a bunch of great episodes banked. Uh, you know, the back catalog is great, but still have some exciting episodes coming up. Have some exciting stuff planned for the end of the year. Looking forward to getting a year-end episode in uh, in the next few weeks because it's crazy to think that it is almost 2022 uh and you know there's just so many things that have come out recently that i'm excited for um but yeah i just kind of wanted to start off with get back into things with a solo episode i wanted to give you guys uh the last episode i did was the halloween episode with rory patrick and uh it is definitively not spooky season anymore um but there's been a lot of great new releases that I'm excited for and, you know, a lot of new albums that have come out and things that are expected to come out that I'm looking forward to. So I, let's just get right into it with the return of Camp Cope with their new song, Blue. one of my favorite bands um i am so excited that they're back uh i've loved this band for years i i've been following them since their first album i remember they toured with modern baseball and i thought camp cope is a great name for a band their first album from 2016 is great it's super punky the split that they did with Cayetana is also great their 2018 album how to socialize and make friends uh was one of my favorites of that year um but so i'm i'm excited i was excited when they announced that they had a comeback single coming i love it so much i've listened to it a ton of times since it's dropped um and it's just called blue you know it's like and it feels that way it feels kind of like a 90s alt rock like almost like oasisy and i think that the girls in camp cope are big oasis fans so that makes tons of sense um but i really i really like this and i like the way that this happened and i like the way it, it's just sad and it feels it feels blue and it feels weighty and it feels 
lonely. And I mean, I know that Georgia Mack, their lead singer, is a person who has been taking the coronavirus very seriously and been isolating and, uh, you know, working to vaccinate people and test people and all that stuff. And it's great and it's powerful. Um, but so there is a sense of loneliness to this. And I really like this, you know, a lot. And I love the bridge where it's, I sat in my car till the song stopped playing. See, I'm blue with or without you, baby. It's just so moving. Um, but anyway, let's keep on rolling along into my next pick, which is Watch You Die Again by Save Face. Suddenly I found all the words I should have said, but I'll never be able to tell. Recurse souls in parallel. Already have what I've been looking for, but I will never give it to myself. This album came out Halloween weekend, which was also the weekend that I moved in. I listened to it a ton that weekend. Um, This album, I've been excited for for a while because one of the early pieces of press for this album compared Safe Face to My Chemical Romance, and oh boy, could I hear it. And you could definitely 100% hear it throughout this whole record. Like, their lead singer sounds very much like Gerard way there's a sense of theatricality it kind of has that sort of excuse me welcome to the black parade sort of punkiness and darkness and sort of like bloody theatricality to it and i i really like this there's a lot of ballads there's a lot of showmanship i like i've been listening to this non-stop and it was perfect for halloween weekend but i'm gonna keep listening to it just because it's so dark and cool and like you know it kind of reminds me a little bit of like ice nine kills but if ice nine kills was a straightforward pop punk band which you know these guys really do super super well such a great band i need these guys to do a headline tour this because like they're on tour right now with a band that i'm not crazy about i won't name the band uh but you know not a band that i'm necessarily going to go out of my way to see and these guys are opening and they have a ton of great openers on that tour by the way it's sold out in new york i'd probably just go for the openers and then leave before the headliner but i i love save face so much and i want to see this band do really well and uh, i want them to headline in new york city i saw they did a basement in new jersey somewhat recently and i'm like geez I should have been there but uh, anyway let's keep on rolling along into my next song which was I Miss You as performed by Spanish Love Songs
I don't have a ton to say about this. I'm a Spanish love song stan. Funny enough, today is the day I got my copy of Brave Faces Everyone on vinyl. Um, so, kind of perfect, kind of fitting. I don't have a ton to say about this, although I have listened to this a lot, because this was a song that they originally released as a Patreon cover, and I've been excited about it for so long. I, I think that I Miss You by Blink-182 is a great song. Who doesn't, to be honest? Um... But yeah, and Spanish Love Songs are one of my favorite bands. Looking forward, I hope that they headline New York soon. Um, I ended up missing them out at Fest. I ended up missing uh, them when they came with Rise Against, who are also a great band. I read Dan Ozzy's book, Sellout, recently. And um, to be honest, like that is insane. Like I'd never listened to Rise Against, and they have a chapter, and they are so goddamn good. I, was, I originally had a Rise Against song on this playlist, but it was an old one, and I wanted to mo- mostly focus on newer stuff that I've missed since coming out. But goddamn, Rise Against, what a fucking band. I'm so disappointed that I didn't go see Spanish Love Songs when they were touring with them, even though it was very briefly and it came through New York. But uh, let's keep on rolling along into another favorite. Uh, this next song is Little Wings by Dave Haas. Here's what I'm not gonna teach you that you should be afraid to try. Or if you aren't good, you'll get a lump of coal or swimming fire when you die. I won't teach you you're not enough or that you need to fit in. But there's a vengeful God in the sky keeping track of all your sins. What a scary thing to know. The gravity that hangs on my voice. I don't know what I'm doing. But I know what I've got And sometimes when I don't know who I am I make a list of what I'm not It's just me and your mom Building our little team Hoping everything we do and don't teach you Helps you grow little wings Yeah, Dave Haas. Um, I'm a big Dave Haas fan. I was excited when the new album came out because I really loved his last album, Kick. Um, What I like about this album is it's a little bit more pared down. There's still elements of it that are punky and like a rock record, but it's a little bit more of like an Americana record than some of his previous stuff. Um, And I really love the closing song. He, He is great at doing a good closing song, and I think that this is no exception. Um, one of the things that I also like about it, too, is it is something that I can't necessarily relate to. Um, because it's a song about fatherhood and having kids. And funny enough, I've been reading a lot of like different like books and things about fatherhood, which is strange. Um, you know, like just poetry collections and stuff, not like not like parent guides and things, but you know, it comes up sometimes in different books and things. And so, you know, you get curious. I'm reading Obama's book about his relationship with his dad. So, like, interesting stuff. Um, but I think that this is just a really sweet song to his twins. Um, you know, and there's not much else to say about it other than that. You know, it's just a song of well wishes. And I think that there's a lot of sort of love in it. And I think it's really tender. And I think it's really well done, which is why me as someone who cannot relate to it in any sense is like, oh, yeah, this is great. 
But anyway, we're going to keep on rolling along into my next song, which was Valentine by Snail Mail. Can see us, honey. Careful in that room. Those parasitic cameras, don't they stop staring at you? Can't love first both. You've gotta live and I gotta go. Title track, opening track, gotta love Snail Mail. I have been following Snail Mail for a few years. Um, Snail Mail has never totally done it for me in the past. I I always enjoy them when I listen to them, um, but, you know, they never totally stuck with me. And this is the first song of theirs that really kind of stuck out to me that i was like oh this is this is it like you know and uh, i i really think that that's a great sign of a great artist when like they they win you on a later album i think that her guitar playing is great but i think that the synths and the sort of lush production of all this is great and i think that it's bombastic it feels like a pop song throughout a lot of it and that's one of those things that like i'm sitting here and you know i I don't know, you know, I just checked it out kind of on a whim, and I was like, oh, this is great. I love records called Valentine. I like albums with bright red covers. I think that the face she's making on the cover is very funny. And I think that, uh, you know, just everything about it is is overall really, really fun. And I think that, you know, this, this album overall is very good. I really like a lot of different elements of it. But um, I think the first track is what sticks with me the most. But yeah, we're going to keep on rolling along into my next song, which is The Only Heartbreaker by Mitski. Let me start by saying, 
If you listen to this podcast and you have an extra ticket to Mitski's tour, specifically the show at Radio City, uh, and you have an extra ticket that you're looking to get rid of, I will happily take it from you. I will buy it. I will do whatever you want for it. I am so disappointed I did not get those Mitski tickets, and it just reminds me how awful of a system Ticketmaster has. Um... Yeah, I'm very excited about the new album. I loved um, "Be the Cowboy." I've loved, I've loved uh, pretty much everything Mitski has done. I've been listening to Mitski since back in the day. I was listening to Mitski before "Bury Me at Makeout Creek" came out, um, and I really like the direction she's gone in. I think the pop sort of sounds suit her very well. I think that you know. She she has a very powerful voice. I think that the fact that a lot of her songs kind of lend themselves very well to sort of, you know, becoming sort of dancey songs. I like that she's covered so much ground as an artist from like sort of orchestral, like Baroque pop to sort of, you know, intense punk to now this sort of poppy and clean direction. I think she's really good. Um and I think that her music is incredible. And God, I I love this song so much. I love the sort of 80s feel to it. I'm excited for Laurel Howell. Uh, it's going to be a great album. But anyway, let's keep on rolling along into the next song I've got, which is another record I'm super excited about, Don't Go Throwing Roses in My Grave by Gregor Barnett. Menzingers are one of my favorite bands of all time. <laughs> um, funny enough, in the time between moving here, one of the first shows I went to was a Menzinger show. Um, I've been to two shows, I think, since moving in. That's crazy. That's awesome. Um, yeah, but I saw the Menzingers, super excited. And they announced, uh, Greg announced this record shortly after. I got to interview Greg a few years ago, and he is one of my favorite songwriters. So I'm very glad that he has a solo album. I like that it's kind of folky, kind of country, you know, but still has a little bit of grit to it and i think that just overall i'm excited to see where this goes because it seems like they're like hemingway references i like the sort of cowboy you know kind of like darkness of don't go throwing roses in my grave it's a very like emo line (laughs) so i mean i'm looking forward to it i think that this record will be super cool um and yeah i I don't i've just been excited about it and i mean i'm sure that when he comes to New York, I will go see him. I just, uh, you know, wanted to wait <laughs> to hear more from uh, this record. But I think that this song was incredibly fun. And I think the record looks really good. Um, and I think it's a great title track. Um, but anyway, let's keep on rolling along into my next pick, which is Cool to Me by Heart Attack Man. Heart Attack Man. 
Yeah, I think that this is going to end up being a favorite EP of mine of the year, um, mainly because I mostly listen to albums and not EPs, but I really enjoyed this EP through and through, and I think that this song in particular really grabbed me just because of how powerful the message is. Uh, there's been a lot of controversy on kind of like DIY punk Twitter the past week or so a lot of bands that i really liked have put out statements and had things come out about them i don't necessarily want to comment on a lot of those just because there's certain ones that um i you know i feel like there's been a lot of discourse and i don't want to speak out of turn about either of the incidents i'm referring to um but um i think that this song does a really good job of kind of calling the bullshit about what i just did um you know i'm fully aware of the irony of me being like i don't want to say something and then this song calling people out i think that you know this song very much talks about how you know people say things when they're like i i don't want to say i don't believe you but i'm uncomfortable and things like this it's really you know it's a powerful song. It's fucking powerful. It's uh, something that needs to be said. I'm ashamed that I have to kind of say that now, but I've been seeing things like that go around, you know, DIY Twitter this whole week, you know, where it's people that seem to know other people and stuff like that. I don't know anyone uh, in bands that have had those sort of things come out against them. Um, but yeah, so I think that this is a powerful and important song. Um, another powerful and important song <laughs> for a completely different reason is my last pick. Uh, it just came out. I just got the vinyl today. I wasn't going to do this, but I figure I might as well. Uh, All Too Well, 10-minute version by Taylor Swift. And you were tossing me the car keys, but the patriarchy
Yo, fuck the patriarchy. Oh man, I'm gonna be saying that every time I fucking think about this song. Uh, and then I'm gonna finish listening to the rest of Red on vinyl. Um, Taylor's version, of course. Um, yeah, I, I of course was super excited about this album. If you listen to this podcast, you know I'm a fucking Swifty. If you listen to this podcast... You know that I've been rooting for this version uh, since it was announced. Uh, and if you listen to this podcast, I think you'll also realize that I was probably a little bit disappointed because this version doesn't contain her saying this thing was a masterpiece till you fucked it all up as Dan Campbell did in his version, which I think a lot of people were kind of surprised about that. Um, but I think that, you know, kind of the messaging of this is even better with the sort of, like, this is a guy that's a shitty dude that, like, claims to be a feminist. He's got his fuck the patriarchy keychain. And then, you know, it's like, oh, no, but you're still kind of a piece of shit. And, you know, you're kind of a jerk. Um, I don't want to talk about the subject of the song, uh, who it's been speculated about, but I I liked this. I like this. I don't think it's as good as the original version. I think she really trimmed the fat on the original version. But I think in terms of an additional piece, this was interesting and fun and well worth the listen. And I really loved the bonus tracks, uh, the From the Vault songs on Red Taylor's version. Um, I uh, the Phoebe Bridgers collaboration is to die for. I really I really enjoyed this whole record redone. I enjoyed this a lot more than I did the Fearless Taylor's version. Um, but yeah, guys, that's what I've been listening to. Hopefully, new episode with a guest coming next week. I'm looking through some of the episodes I've got uh, in my uh, little uh, menu bar. Uh, so I'll decide one of those soon, and uh, I'll put it out. But uh, anyway, I'll jam out with you next time. I'm James Crowley. Thank you for listening. Fuck the patriarchy. Stay my age from when your Brooklyn broke my skin. Who's returning half her weight and did the twin flame bruise beat you? This has been a Lug Hole Podcast.